This is a very special episode because today's guest on Indie Animation with Trevor and Rob is motherfucking Rob Shaw. I begged him to come over and do this podcast. I'm back. But he didn't want to do it. But I don't leave. So I'm here every time. But now I'm the only one. Yeah. But I I, I appreciate you you doing this because I know you don't want to do it. Uh, but I, I begged Rob, Rob to come on and be his own fucking guest because... Uh, a, I'm a, I'm a bad friend and a bad producer to Rob because I only just became aware of his short film that, um, debuted, I want to say two months ago. Yeah. So Did it debut it, in November. Yeah. No. What I don't know how to word this thing. So, uh, it's called two bottles and it, it premiered, um, at the Northwest filmmakers fest in Portland. In when, when the fuck did that in, was it the tail end of November? I want to say it was November. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, it's weird because the way that that happened, then there's going to be this big break before it's air playing anywhere else, but now it's out back submitted to festivals and we'll see where it's So it hasn't go. started its run yet. Not really. No. So you debuted. So why debut it last year? So here it's a long story, but, uh, let's start the long story. Did they pay you? Did they pay you no. to debut it? Uh, <laughs> wait, but first of all, but, but just really, really quick and not to rabbit hole, the trailer is available online right now, Yeah, but not the picture, no. but the trailer, mm-hmm. where can people go see this trailer? Um, by time this podcast comes out, it'll be on my website, which is www.sarabrob.com. That's where I put all my director stuff. That's there's not- a whole bunch of R's in that S I R R O B R O B. All right. So right? yeah, okay. because there's uh there was a very famous um, uh, kung fu director producer named Sir Run Run Shaw. Sir Run Run, he got knighted. His name was Run Run Shaw. Uh, he's uh, one part of the Shaw Brothers studio. Did they invent Shaw Vision? Yeah, is that true? Shaw Scope. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. trying to make a fucking joke, but no. they invented Shaw Scope. Sure, they did. Um, they are, uh, I, th- I think, still probably one of the biggest. Uh, motion picture studios in the world. Where um, geographically? Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. And anyway, I grew up on, uh, Kung Fu theater and by far the best films, in my opinion, that are part of Kung Fu theater are all Shaw Brothers movies. And so at some point Ooh, when I was statement. in film school, uh, I was making a Kung Fu movie and I dubbed myself Sarab Rob Shaw because I thought that was funny. It is funny. Uh, I never knew where it came from. Less funny now. But yeah. And then that's just one of those things that like stuck. Like it became an easy thing as a pen name that I enjoyed. And, uh, so my website where I put mostly, mostly non commercial stuff, my commercial stuff is kind of all over the place, but, um, yeah, you, you know, do have a lot like of narrative that's on music your music videos your website, and narrative yeah. stuff and, and short film stuff, um, is all Sarab Rob. Dot com. So S I R R O B R O B dot com is where you can see my stuff. So I was uh, trying to get this episode out as soon as possible, uh, mostly out of guilt because I wasn't aware that your film had dropped already. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got a chance to sit down and look at the new trailer. And um, 
is fucking yeah, I put it cool. on Instagram the other Dude, day. Dude, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where it got my attention. And that's yeah. why I was like, why haven't I been aware of this? It is beautiful. Man. I'm not good at selling stuff myself that's why you, that's why you right. need an agent and exactly and, yeah, and yeah. a producer so, so i, I begged people. you to come in because i want to know about the short film because peripherally i knew that you were working on it mm-hmm. um uh, what's the running time how long is it 10 minutes 11 minutes jesus christ and you have what are the are this is like a six month endeavor would you say no, this is like a 10 year endeavor what do you mean two bottles yeah i've been doing this for like a decade. No, are you fucking serious? The, yeah. f- the film that debuted. So since I made the machine, yeah. this is my first film that's not part of, you know, another studio. This is my first, like, what I would define as indie film. But you can't make these because you're directing 10 hours a fucking day. Yeah, this is. You're directing commercials and music videos and TV segments and film segments. This is like at home. At night after the kids go so to So that's bed why or... it took 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Did it not... really take 10 years? Like, are you, is there footage that you shot 10 years ago on a fucking Bolex that... No, it's not a Bolex. It's still the same. That's the thing. It's still the same camera equipment and shit 10 years ago. Yeah. But stuff that's in the final picture now... Yeah, some of it was 10 years like ago. Some of it. But well, then some of it was this year. So. But it's beautiful because it employs, from what I saw in the trailer, like different disciplines and shit. Because there's like a wolf... That is hand drawn and yep. and glowing and gorgeous, but then uh, there are physical sets and they're 3D characters. Yep. And the mood is like fucking haunting in the awesome. best way. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it, I mean, the- it's all it's all. Uh, so this is it's part of it um, is that this is like uh, my, you know, it's a constant for the rest of my life. Proof of concept of indie animation in in what I believe to be a truer sense of it. Um, because there was no budget. There's no, budget. and you had nobody telling you what the fuck to do. And there's no reason to do it except that I want to do it. Yeah. It's not going to be sold. It's not a, f- it's not even, it's not a film that I think there's very many people that are going to want to see. And I don't mean that in a self deprecating way. I mean that in like, uh, I'm not, I'm making a movie that like I had an idea to make this thing and I want to make it regardless of whether or not, uh, there's an audience. Now it's a real, uh, you know, it's a real, tough on the ego when there's not an audience for something at the end of it. But the motivation for it was to make a thing, not to sell a thing Mm -hmm. or to have this be the thing that gets a bigger thing made. Like I, I know that it's a, that it's a tough movie, but you already (laughs) have bigger things in the works. So you don't need to do, you don't need to to make calling card jobs right now. Like, yeah. And I don't, and I, like you you don't need that in your, at at this stage in your career, you don't need that. My very favorite things are not things that are going to speak to, what do they call that? The four quadrant. My favorite things, my favorite things are, are, are usually, uh, personal endeavors that I'm like, wow, holy shit. I can't believe somebody made that. That's my favorite thing. See here. Okay. So here's the irony to all of this Uh is I'm working with a writer in Los Angeles right now who, um, uh, has a, has a story and wants to do it in animation. And I'm, uh, pushing him to do it in stop motion, but the tone is heavy Mm -hmm. and I can't, I can't disclose what it is at this time. It's especially on a fucking podcast, (laughs) but when I saw your trailer, what clicked in my mind was like, I need to send that to this writer in LA because it is a, it, it, it hit me kind of out of the blue because, you know, the problem was I need to find a director who's, who can, I need to find a way to convince the writer to go with stop motion, but there's not a lot of like, 
mood and tone, maybe Anomalisa a little bit, mm-hmm. mood and tone that exists. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, but Anomalisa is so fucking specific that it's yeah. like watching The Young and the Restless. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, yeah. they're not taking advantage of volumetrics and stuff like your picture is. So the irony is that you doing this picture without sending it out as a calling card or it trying to turn into something bigger is that quite literally there is a project. I haven't told you any of this. Okay. This is all happening yeah, in no, real no, time. No, I, I haven't I, told you any I of this. I have no idea. Is that um, uh, I think you're the right director for that job based literally based on uh, what I saw from two bottles. If I could do two bottles as a job job, that would be I could retire. That's like the great. That would yeah. be the dream. I mean, that's like we're we're working on something else that, again, I, I'm, I'm not I don't want to talk about on the podcast yet until we get a little bit further. Are you along. talking about you and I? Yeah. Oh, you and I, the book thing. Uh, which one? The Russian book. Okay. Thing. Now I'm being silly. No, of yeah. course. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, but that yeah. is, yeah, that is literally what the look that I see that two bottles, but like, you know, not done in my basement. Sure. You know, like, yeah, really, you can still have your aesthetic, well done. but not have, but you can have a crew that's larger than one and have a better, the, the thing is, is like, the, and you don't have to animate it yourself. There's my, so many, one of the, so things, many advantages to having that dollar. One, yeah. one of the things that I like about directing, um, when I'm, when I'm actually directing and not, not doing things myself is that everybody's better than me at any of these disciplines. And I fully enjoy That's that. That's the key to unlocking that. directorship. Yeah. <laughs> like I love, you know, I would love to do this style of a thing, but hire better animators mm-hmm. and, uh, better puppet fabricators. Um, and, uh, and actually, you know, actually, the the lighting is is Bryce Fortnier, who, who the lighting is fucking dope, yeah. dude. And yeah. that's because it's, it has a real DP who, uh, uh, yeah, who DPs for House of Cards, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but um, well, he does, right? He Isn't does. He a DP? Oh, he's, he's a, done. He's a camera guy for House of, of Cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's done. You got the guy from House of Cards to shoot yeah. your fucking <laughs> to light your indie film. I love. Uh, that. Pays to be nice to your friends, but I yeah. think also uh, over we've worked a couple times on like commercial stuff earlier on in his career but in portlandia mm-hmm. yeah. um and, but he the other thing is that i know he and i are aligned on what we want to do with lighting of stuff that i think looks good is the stuff that he does and and it's not um it's not it's it's a little bit more of a live action slant on mm-hmm. stop motion than, than like a traditional stop motion lighting. Um, maybe that's also what really stood out to me in the trailers because we did that on Anomalisa too. Yeah, like, absolutely. We literally, I mean, Passarelli is, is a great, is more of my, a live action director or DP than a, than a, my favorite DP. thing about Anomalisa. And this is a big, a big thing. Cause, cause I say it even more than the writing. I think the, the, uh, the lighting in Anomalisa is my favorite great? thing about. Anomalisa. See, it was I, like the the production design for me. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But uh, but yeah yeah yeah. So you um okay. So for the listeners um who are not familiar with Rob's body of work, uh, he just said the website um Sir Rob Rob um dot com. The uh, one thing everybody should educate themselves on is the award winning short uh, the machine that Rob did that ran through the festival circuit. Um, is fucking terrifying. Like it's, it is, it's a really short animated piece and it's presented, um, 
uh, what do they call that? Not as a relief, but almost as a, it's almost presented like a, like a children's puppet theater, mm-hmm. which makes it even more fucking terrifying. Yeah. You can see the, the stick rod that's coming out of the antagonist from yeah. the side and, and the, the backgrounds pop in like it's a stage play. With so light. one of my, one of my favorite it's fucking scary, dude. One of my favorite museums, uh, is the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong because I'm an uncultured slob. I won't even recognize uh, what you're about to say, so it's fine. Museum Mechanique, I think. In I think that's what it's called. Anyway, it's in San Francisco, and it's like a Nickelodeon museum. Not Nickelodeon like for the company. adults? Nickelodeon? No, like Nickelodeon meaning an arcade where stick thing where face, you stick right? a quarter in and things happen. A lot of them are puppet-based. Like, oh, uh, you, you've seen the Jan Svankmeyer thing with the with the band of of like horses uh, of monkeys that are like mechanical basically there's a whole no i i need to educate myself way way more as a stop motion professional on uh, jan's work okay so this basically there's a there was a thing there was a time where like one of the ways you could introduce uh, entertain yourself would be to uh i almost invented a new word introduce yourself introduce yourself entertain as you introduce I'm going to introduce myself to you. Introduce, yeah. buddy. Anyway, so one of the ways you could entertain yourself way back when, uh, turn of the century, was you go to the boardwalk, yep. you go to a what's called a Nickelodeon, which was all sorts of little glass cabinets where you put a nickel in and shit happened. And some of them were like mechanical things where like uh, you put a quarter in and a little like strong man lifts a... Lifts a uh, um, weights over his yeah. head and then puts him down. Some sort of gag, and some of them were the kind where you would put your face onto it mm-hmm. and it would have because there'd be like a viewmaster sticking. Exactly, out it's that. almost like a Rolodex. Uh, for those of well, it's even Rolodex yeah. is probably dated. Antique a circle, like, yeah. <laughs> a, a thing with a bunch of different photographs on it, and it would spin fast enough that you would see motion. This yeah. is before people were were. Or, or going to the because it wasn't movie even on a strip; it was on a fucking it's wheel. It's a bunch of pieces of yeah. paper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of them, the early stuff was nudie, nudie stuff. Oh was yeah, yeah, naughty, yeah. naughty. One of nudes, one of my favorites yeah. at the Museum Mechanique is uh, it's called the Opium Den, and basically this guy, this guy, this puppet like scores opium, and then shit happens. Like he starts seeing visions and stuff. Oh, little okay. things pop out. That sounds amazing. Anyway, it's the it's a that it's sounds an, way better than the weightlifter. Fuck it's that. It's an amazing yeah. museum. Um, so this this inspired you when you were working on uh, Phantom Investigators. I think it was just one of the many things you did that opium inspired and me. wandered into yeah. the fucking Nickelodeon. No, but I just I've always I love the you know the theatrical idea. I've, I would say one thing that that kind of goes through things that I work on. That's one of the things is like you know kind of Eastern Bloc puppet stuff, yeah. and then also this idea of like um, you know a a contraption. That puts that has like a show inside of it. But even your camera work, the transitions that when you punch in for a medium shot from a from a wide, you were employing uh, almost as if those old cameras where you had to turn the lens yeah, from yeah, yeah. an eighty to like a forty millimeter or whatever. I'm talking yeah. on my ass. I don't know anything no, no, about fucking right. lenses. That sounds right. Um, but you employ that in the machine too. Yeah. So I could like, go to close up from a wide yeah. shot without without having it be a cut because yeah. your camera is trained you like- in the same area, so it's not a jump cut. Right. Um, uh, so for folks who haven't seen the machine, take a fucking look at it. And it feels like, again, I haven't seen the full movie to two, two bottles, but, um, your most recent film ain't the machine. It's no, not no. the machine aesthetically. It's mm-hmm. not fucking, uh, 
it's uh it's a complete departure and i think again i think that's a hallmark of what makes you such a fucking badass director is um the uh the i mean i i guess i could say it feels like the piece both pieces were directed by you because i know you and mm-hmm. i know your sensibility um but w- what struck me also what struck me aside from being like oh my god i think you're the perfect director for this for this uh, mystery gig in la um is the again i'm only going off the trailer because i haven't seen the full piece but two bottles just felt so fucking like uh, such a cohesive world even though you're employing different disciplines like you're drawing directly on the film as it were or whatever the fuck you're doing mm-hmm. um that you have these it looks almost like an antagonist existing as a line as line art in a stop motion film and having it work on multiple levels uh, and it looked really fucking gorgeous. That's awesome. Like I want to see you. it. What is it? Ten fucking minutes? Yeah, well, I guess I it took it's like ten minutes, years. So yeah, whatever. It took forever. And then, um, <laughs> so but when's the, so the world's not going to see it for months and months. So here's why. Right? So part of the story is um, it when I finished it, um, I showed it to some friends and got some notes and made some tweaks to it and then entered it into festivals. And it did really poorly. It about, like a bunch of festivals. It just like got rejected. What does that mean? Poorly it, means rejected. Yeah. Like they yeah. actually give you a letter and be like, "Sorry, kid, you're not cut out for this business." And you're no, like, "I'm no, a no. director, you no. piece of shit." No, no, no. They oh. say, they say, "Hey, we got 20 billion applicants this year. It was really tough competition." That's all fucking for, garbage yeah. ass bullshit. Yeah. But you're not in, and, and so I was like, uh, you know, if if. My way of taking criticism is, is like if, if one person tells you something, it may or may not be true. Sure. But if five people are telling you something, maybe you should take yeah, another look at it. You move from subjective to objective. Yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah. And I know that also with festivals, it's, it's, it really is like a numbers game and you have to kind of go into it with the idea that like, okay, I'm going to submit to a ton of festivals. And I'm only going to get into a few festivals. Really? Just, aren't you a festival darling, though? I no. mean, throughout your career? No, I don't think so. Would, what would what, you submit before the machine? To festivals? Yeah. Uh, you well, had other work. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I had a student film that I didn't submit very many places. Um, I didn't really submit my stuff to so festivals. Was it really the, the machine? machine. Yeah. Really? Um, and, you know, I get into festivals with, you know, commercial stuff or with music video stuff or with Portlandia stuff, but like that's sure. different. That's a whole different, but that's a thing. different category. Yeah. It's a different flavor than just yeah. straightforward narrative for the sake of storytelling. Right. So, yeah. so, so what I did was, um, uh, whether or not this was the right move, I kind of like pulled it. I was like, all right, I'm not going to enter it in anything else. And then I'm going to really take a serious poll from people of what they're getting, what they're not getting, and I realized that although I, I think I'm totally okay with having a film that uh, that does not answer all the questions for you, mm-hmm. I think there's a balance to be struck between that and something that's like frustrating you into just not even paying attention. Why was it two Twin Peaks? Before? I think it was two. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm, no, I don't. I don't I'm know. not a Twin Peaks scholar, but do no, you know no, what no. I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it was just too fucking unreached, you know, ungraspable. I, I, I think that there that what I did was I put. I posed questions in the film that I didn't answer. And I think, um, I did them like right off the bat. So I think it was possibly 
losing people right off the bat. Really? If you know me and you know my work and you're motivated to watch my film, I think you would power through it. Mm-hmm. But I think if you don't, if you don't, if, if, if I'm one of a thousand applicants and you're just going uh, through stuff, it like wasn't accessible I'm losing you right at the beginning. That's what I think. Maybe. And then maybe it's not going to get into festivals this time around. And then it'll just be what we'll it is. find out, but the yeah. world can go fuck itself because you, um, you're an amazing filmmaker and Thank it you. feels from my, from my point of view, that and I think it's great that you take notes. I could never take notes. I would tell everyone to go fuck themselves and die. That I'm gonna make what I'm gonna make what I'm gonna make. But uh, yeah, but it then you feels can't. like you can afford that now as a filmmaker and as your own storyteller that you can afford to make whatever the fuck you want and the world can go fuck itself. But that's not it. So there's something else there. You want to? Yeah, I mean, I made this thing, so I, I want people to you see want it. The people to see it. Yeah. Uh, and and I want I want it to find its audience, even if it's just if the audience is really small, that's fine. I just but I would like it to find its audience, you know, yeah. and give it a chance to. But basically, that's the thing. Is like I I felt like all right, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna allow, I'm gonna work at making it so that people can watch this film, and then if people don't like it, that's I'll, I'll move on to the next thing. But before I move on to the next thing, I need to like take a serious look, and I. You know, I want to say it's that really I made big it a little of you. bit better. My ego is way too fucking fragile to do something like My that. My ego is total fragile. <laughs> but I but I think also, like, there's just no there's no other way through it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no if the only other way through it would be, like, I'm going to put it in my basement. And then when they die, when I die, they can find it. Yeah. Like that, that's Your great grandchildren can find it. Right. Right. And no one so, can give a shit because it's a billion fucking filmmakers in this world there's a vimeo is littered with people making interesting looking things well okay i will agree with half your statement vimeo is littered with lots of things and and i think because of technology and the internet uh the ability to see these things that are made in somebody's basement the frequency is really high but the frequency of fucking dog shit is mm-hmm. also really high and no offense i know i mean from development like people's skills are constantly developing and maybe i'm you know maybe people are posting stuff a little sooner than they should but i think real talent is um uh is rare um and i think that just because someone has the ability to post stuff doesn't, doesn't really mean they they need to should but uh, but that's a, it, it'll equalize yeah, and again, not to put down has, anybody. Right? No. Like this is all a journey, and everyone, yeah. everyone's skill set is constantly evolving. So, uh, like, post your dog shit. <laughs> yeah, Lord knows I've done it. Um, so you, so this is called Two Bottles. It's been incubating for ten, not even just incubating. You've been working. It hasn't on it for been incubating. It's been being. That's the. That's also so part of the problem. Cryogenically frozen for ten years. I actually, it, the one. So I was. I'll say like the methodology behind making this thing is completely what I believe in. Except that I believe you should make things more quickly than every 10 years. Cause I don't think, I think you're too much of a different person. No idea deserves that level of, um, of, uh, weight. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work on something for 10 years, then it becomes so important if it's good or not. Whereas if I had worked on it for a year, I could give a fuck if anybody care, if anybody likes it or not. But that, that's the problem is yeah. I put too much time. I'm, I only have so many decades on the earth to be spending on it's an animated true. film. So, <laughs> uh, so, but it's a different film. You turning, you delivering the film to the world in December, or I guess like it was a, a little bit of a delivery, but mm-hmm. you delivering it to the world now means like it's going to be a vastly different film now than had you only done it 
had you done it nine years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. It I would mean, be. just your experience as yeah, a director, yeah. you're bringing so much shit to the table, and, and you really do put you like you. It took me, you know, it took me most of that time to to shoot it, and then you really are reforming the idea once you're yeah in editorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In sound design, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're in it. What? What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? I yeah, didn't, you're, you're I didn't sign a release, dude. Yeah, you did. You, <gasps> oh, we did fuck, that voice. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. mean like years ago when yes. I came in and I? Yeah, I don't remember what I read. I was recording. Well, I, what you are is you're part of a track of. I My said chorus. to just record your, um, like a stream of consciousness because the movie. But is, I was reading a stream of consciousness. Right? Well, you or were reading I one thing. That up? thing. That scene got cut. But the of stream of consciousness made it through. No, not because of you. This Wait, I'm really in this movie. You're in this movie. I'm so yeah. flattered. Um, you're in the. You're in the. Your name's on the thing. Well, what? Um, um, so again, I I wanted to rope you into this because I think it's important um, for my own guilt because I I didn't realize working with you on you know a lot of you know secret film and TV projects mm -hmm. and we've got stuff in development we've got stuff down in Hollywood. Um, I didn't realize that, uh, I didn't know a fucking thing about two bottles. Um, it looks really stunning and it's amazing. I would encourage everyone who's listening to this right now to go, um, check out the film, uh, to at least check out the trailer and I will keep everybody abreast on, um, what happens to it in the, um, in the film festival circuit. But, uh, what's it, what, what's it about? Can I, or can yeah. you encapsulate it in, in a, like a log line? I can. Um, no, not in a log line. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, yeah, I don't know, but, uh, you know, it's a, um, it's a stop motion film about a guy who has two chemicals, the two bottles. Uh, and if he, uh, if you drink from one bottle and he drinks from the other bottle, he'll be able to hear your thoughts. And that's the basic premise. This guy does that. And then some shit happens. It goes fucking crazy being inside someone else's consciousness. Uh, yeah, it become there becomes a point of like overload when yeah. when too many people have drunk in one chemical and you're listening to too many people at once. But you know, it's also, uh, whatever. It's also like my like um, it couldn't. I could have take. I could have and perhaps should have taken it and just had that be like a very straight ahead storyline. But it's a it's a weirdo freak out movie. You start so to go down rabbit happens. holes and stuff. Yeah. But isn't that what short film is for? If you want to watch Jumanji, you put on Jumanji. Yeah. If you want like a subversive, possibly paranoid experience, you turn to like independent film and you yeah. like step inside your head and, and, and look at pictures that you're not going to find it the fucking multiplex. Right. And stuff. Yeah, for sure. Albeit 10 you, minutes long. You will but. not find this movie at the multiplex. No, no, no. no. Well, um, uh, I would, uh, if anybody's listening to this right now, I think this is a unadvertised bonus podcast, um, that we just uploaded. So, um, uh, support Rob Shaw. Take a look at his work. The machine is fucking beautiful. Um, and his new picture, two bottles and, uh, Maybe down the line, there'll be some secret sneak peek where people can take a look at it for like an hour online and then we'll pull it down. <laughs> um, anyway, um, is, uh, so did you do, is it accurate to say that you did everything yourself on this? Like everything except no. for lighting it? No, there's, I mean, there's, uh, uh, people have definitely, I did, I would say it's accurate to say I did most of it. Who wrote it? Whose story? Is I this? wrote it. You wrote it. 
If we're um, going to go through this, it's going to be, I'm going to keep it saying is. me. It's you. Yeah. But I'll say, um, uh, Brian Kinkley did the sound design. When? Recently? Yeah. Um, how's he doing? This he's doing great. I haven't seen him yeah. in the flesh in years. Uh, he's a brilliant filmmaker who he's, also yeah. does, has got a great ear for sound. So I did, you know, I did scratch sound and he did real sound. Um, Lance Limbacher did the mix, uh, which was maybe more than just a mix. I mean, he, he, he went and added stuff. I changed shit in there and whatever. Lance is a great Lance, guy. Lance, dude. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Lance Emmy Award winning. Fucked with. He's amazing. Uh, yeah. uh, sound designer. He did the sound to uh, How just, to Die in Oregon. Totally. Like a, the yeah. documentary. I totally bawled my eyes out watching. <laughs> oh my God. Just did this totally as a, as a favor. Uh, uh, Orlin Longlight, who is my uh, constant. Um, did he change his last name? He did. He it's changed his last name. It's not nut anymore? It's not nut anymore. It's Longlight. Um, God, he's fucking awesome. I he love is. that. God damn. And he's, uh, bizarre as fuck. I'll be collaborating with that guy for the rest of my life. Yeah. He did, but he was composite. He did the thing. color on it. Oh, he did color. Yeah. He did final color and it, oh. and, and made everything look a lot nicer. And, and it's all after effects, right? Cause he's not yep. a new artist. He's mm-hmm. after effects. No. So Orland, so Orland colored, uh, Lance and Kinkley did sound design and mixing. Bryce lit it. Bryce did the light. Bry- that's Bryce Fortner. Yep. Right. Uh, Kimmy Kaplowitz built the armature for one of the characters. Uh, wire hybrid. Oh bone no, bone socket. socket. I need to bone socket for one of the characters, which is why she built it. And she built. Me. She has a capability of building bone socket. Yeah. So her solder. That fucking note yeah. down, <laughs> dude. That's great. I mean, she makes jewelry and stuff. So yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Yeah. Uh, she probably has a soldering iron like on her bedside you know, table. Was Eric Scheuer at Bent when you were there as an animator? Animator, CG. Uh, he did the field <laughs> recording for me. Yeah, <laughs> real nice guy. He runs um, like some theater thing. Yeah, he runs a uh, mystery box, mystery which is box, like yeah. a, which is like a. I don't know how you say it without not sounding like I'm misrepresenting it, but it's like. Um, you know, humorous sexual stories uh, in a live performance. Yeah, they are sexual, aren't they? That is the yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's not in a. It's not in a, like a weird. Uh, it's not in like a strip clubby kind of way. It's in a, you know, personal way. Personal Wait. stories that are sexual. And so my ex wife has now joined us on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dustin, is this mic hot? Not mic no, number three. No, it's off. Do you want to say hi, Nikki? Hi, Nikki. Perfect. It was the best divorce I ever had. Um, <laughs> Oliver's upstairs playing uh, playing Nintendo, if that's still a thing. So, um, okay, so going through. I'm the sure list, I'm forgetting uh, like a ton of a ton of other people. This to help whole me. thing at your in your basement. Yeah, that's another. That would be another. That would be another big bonus to doing this with some money is that I could have done bigger shots. I was limited by how much space I had, so everything. Oh, you mean like physically? Physically models. limited. Yeah, yeah. but I like, saw for the first time um, when we took that. Our secret Hollywood call last week in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first time, I saw your shooting stage. Yeah, and all of that. It's not terrible. But you had made part of this film in your previous homes that you had lived in over the last decade. Yes, but they had even less space. So they had even less space than that. Yeah. So, um, but it feels like what you did with two bottles is what every single um, animation student or young budding director has wanted to do. It's like the fantasy of I'm going to write, direct, edit, animate, fabricate. Um, my own picture and then I'm going to submit it to film festivals and the world's going to recognize my prowess and my yeah. talent or not yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to, yeah, that is, that's the thing. I think it's, it's like, but you just did it. I did but it. It took you fucking 10 years because you work 80 hours a week as, as a animation. And I did, actually did other 
things in that basement space too in between i had to yeah. keep breaking it down to do other stuff down there so uh when i say 10 years it's definitely not 10 years straight it's 10 years off and sure. on when i can but if you took um if you if you held aside the favors like the labor cost like the people working for you for free because you're a respected director and and you would help them out yeah. you would reciprocate that yes holding that aside what how much money did this cost you i mean like what did you have to buy that wasn't within reach uh, How much did you spend on this movie? I don't know. Eight dollars and four cents. Maybe like two, two grand, maybe. Over ten years. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What were you, what were you, oh, because you have to pay someone like sets. Kimmy. You got to pay to make armatures. Sure, and like I got to buy armature pieces. And you have to buy that metal and all yeah. those little thingies. The 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 joints themselves are pre-machined joints that that she's then soldering to did you get them from the joint up here on uh off, Where did I get uh, uh no i got those precision precision i, I want to say i, I got those i went in with some friends some friends from Leica that were like going in on a on a on a buy for joints and i think like from merrick cheney something something yeah. somebody was selling he's and like it was that, like he's the go to for the west coast yeah. man and i think it was like one of those things where like we all went in on it to get a certain amount and then it's a little bit more affordable. Um, and the camera, it's I had to so buy a new expensive. camera for this. Yeah. But again, um, I mean, going back to like the indie dream is like, you know, two grand over 10 years is nothing. Like I've, I spend two grand probably a month in alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's probably not an exaggeration. No, it's totally an um, but And two I could have done it completely yeah. cheaper. I mean, I could have done it with wire armatures. And yeah. But you didn't have a producer. Armature. You just did everything yourself. Yeah. You picked up the phone. You're like, hey, can I have this favor? Can I have that favor? Yeah. Um, so now I want to see the film. Okay. I want to see it. I'll send you a link. Will you send me a private link? Yeah. Can I share it with the... <laughs> yeah, you we'll can share talk, it with We'll talk off the podcast. Yeah. But I, I, wanna, uh, I think this writer should take a look at it. I think it unlocks... Okay. Um, it unlocks many different things and to be fucking fair as a producer it really boils down to it just makes me look good <laughs> to be able to, like show them show them this work yeah um anyway thank you so much i think we're gonna just sneak this uh podcast out as a bonus because it feels um uh to me it feels like the world should know what's happening with this particular project um and uh folks all the nerds out there can go to the film festivals and check it out when it um when it goes live um but yeah thanks you thanks awesome. for uh thanks, thanks for humoring me man yeah. and um uh and for all you folks who are listening but don't subscribe subscribe especially through apple podcasts or what's more commonly known as just itunes if you guys subscribe what happens is um it uh, is a benefit for us, for Rob and I, and we want to continue doing this podcast and we want to uh, uh, have it grow like the measles, um, like a virus. Uh, so people who are interested in stop motion animation and, and, and animation and especially the indie spirit can listen to me curse uh, and Rob be the voice of reason. Yeah, I think it's the same thing for as years we, to come. We were just talking about with film festivals is that like we do this podcast because it's fun and we want to yeah. do it but then once it's done too we want to get it to people who want to listen to it and the best way to do that is if um if you guys subscribe and if you guys write us a review oh and, uh, and write the review us, exactly um it gives us a better chance to get to more people 
Yeah, and uh, my oldest son, Oliver, is going to tell you that this podcast is not for children. It's not. <laughs> Take it from him. All right, Rob, thank you again. And uh, shout out to our amazing producer, uh, Dustin Martian. But if anyone is interested in their own podcast, I would highly suggest Dustin Martian. Um, get in touch with him. Um, Dustin, how can people get in touch with you? So Dustin Martian, Martian like the people who would live on Mars if there were people, DustinMartian.com. And we'll see you guys next week. No life existed beyond the petty surface of our minute sphere. Now we see further, dim, wonderful vision I've crafted up in my mind of